Ever felt like your motivation is all over the place? Like sometimes you're super pumped and motivated to work on your goals and other times you just can't drag yourself out of bed to do anything? Well, I have good news for you. In this podcast, I'll help you understand what's going on with your motivation and how it works in three swings. Once you understand the difference between each, you'll know how to ride those swings to get unstuck. Sounds too good to be true? Keep listening and you'll know how to. Welcome to the You Are What You Think podcast. I'm Daniel Ludwig, and as a professional coach, I help people live their best lives by becoming more authentic, vulnerable, and honest. My podcasts explore the naked truths about how to get the most out of life by thriving, not just surviving. So join me as we uncover the most essential life hacking tips. Motivation is an exciting energy. We feel it whenever we're starting something new. It's that natural high that drives us and is often externally initiated. I remember feeling really motivated the first few days that I was learning how to make cocktails at a bartending class. I remember feeling motivated when I had to learn a new dance routine as a dancer. I remember feeling motivated when I learned a new model that I could use with my coaching clients. I remember feeling motivated even when I get a new workout. But like any emotion, and feeling motivated is an emotion, it comes and it goes. And once it disappears, we need something else to keep us going. And that something else is a completely different type of energy. The difference between that initial energy that we experience when doing something new versus what's going to sustain us in the long run is what I call the two swings. We're going to get into the third swing later. The concept of two swings, it's a mental model, but it helps us understand how we experience motivation and it helps us make sense of why our energy and focus varies over time. Once you understand the difference, you will know how to ride the swing to get unstuck. Let's look at how this concept can help you understand and manage your energy. We often feel a burst of enthusiasm and energy when we start something new, right? I mean, if you're starting something new that you like. But as time passes, that initial excitement, it typically wears off. We realize that In order to really implement whatever that new skill is or thing that we want to do, improving it requires more effort than we had initially anticipated. And while we may have been improving at first, often this feeling of kind of, actually, this is hard, is when we start plateauing in our improvement. We improve quickly at the beginning because we have a quick learner's curve, and then we notice our improvement is slowing down or not actually increasing at all. And we return back to this day-to-day integration and feel like, actually, it's not working anymore. I can't bring this habit into my day-to-day life, even though I knew that I should, whatever that new thing was. I remember playing piano and learning new techniques or new scales and suddenly feeling like everything I knew before that 
didn't work anymore. And I couldn't integrate that new skill along with the rest of the skills that I had previously. I remember learning new techniques for public speaking, new techniques for communication. And at the beginning, when I started integrating that back in with everything else I knew, it made me feel like I couldn't speak at all. Like I had lost all the other skills that I had. And as I tried to practice that, I became tired. I even became distracted, noticing as I looked at how to plan my day that I would start to jump to other activities that are maybe earlier in their first swing of motivation. Because activities in the beginning are in a swing that gives us motivation, inspiration, excitement. And that's what we're often looking for. So when we're lacking that and when we're yearning it, the distraction to go back to another activity that gave it to us is high on the list. But this is when the real test around learning something new happens, when it gets hard and is no longer fun. Because that's where most people quit. They quit at what I call the dip after the first swing. So the first swing is this high motivation of energy once it gets hard, the motivation and the energy dips, and it's in that dip between the first swing and the second swing that our energy drops to its lowest point, and that's usually when we quit and move to something else that is at a higher, earlier part in the motivation curve. But the thing is, if you plan for the dip and adjust yourself accordingly, a second swing does kick in. The energy and the focus that we need to get into the first swing, they're not the same as what we need to get into the second swing. And that's because while in the first swing, we temporarily stepped out of our comfort zone and maybe even felt some exhilaration from doing so, the second swing actually requires us to grow and stretch our comfort zone, not just step out of it. The second swing, that's where we start to integrate the new, whatever that is, into our habits and daily behavior. It's about being uncomfortable and pushing through that anyway. And by starting to make this new habit into a normal one, whatever that habit is for you, the second swing is when we start to see real progress. But in order to stick to it, we need structures that enforce our discipline and keep us focused. We need to build this into our own daily practice. One way to do this is by building in practice time of new habits around existing routines. Take something that you already do every day, like brushing your teeth or walking to work, and build in time to practice your new habit just before or just after that thing that you already always do. This is called anchoring your new skill to an existing habit. And when you pair your new behavior with an existing one, the reason that it works is because you make it easier for yourself to actually remember to practice that new habit. And soon enough, that new habit becomes easier to do with each time that you practice it. That's when you're not just anymore stepping out of your comfort zone. It's actually when your comfort zone starts stretching 
and growing larger. And when that happens, that new skill stops feeling as uncomfortable as it previously did and becomes part of your conscious ability. That's how you start to ride the second swing to get unstuck. And while you're doing this, riding that second swing, build in a few moments here and there to pause every now and then, reflect on the process, see what needs to be changed or modified to keep up the good progress and work that you're doing. Reflection is a key part in making sure that you're actually staying on track with your initial goal and not slipping sideways or slipping back into another distraction that's in its first swing. I remember vividly how much I wanted to quit my coaching certification before I got to the end. And what happened is I had signed up for coaching, not because I actually wanted to be a coach, but actually because I thought it would be a nice addition to the facilitation and team building work that I was already doing for many years. But when I started coaching and started a fundamentals program, I actually fell in love with the method. I fell in love with how deeply we can listen to other people, to their own greatness, and just how powerful it is to have such a toolkit of questions that we can ask and use to understand people better. So I got really excited at the start of this two-year program. And then I entered into the certification. And certification in this coaching program is an intense process with 100 hours of recorded calls with every week meeting with a peer group of four other coaches and giving feedback, meeting one-on-one in addition to that with your supervisor, recording actual coaching calls with your clients and then using that to get feedback from your supervisor. It's intense. And I remember this first supervision feedback call that I got with my mentor from the program and she gave me feedback on moments in my coaching that I didn't even realize were a problem. And after those feedback sessions, and I remember one in particular where she just drilled into me for why I had chosen to go with the client in one direction and not open up and explore another one. And in that moment, I found myself doubting everything about my coaching ability. And I remember saying to her, honestly, Right now, I feel like such a failure around this client recording that we're listening to that I feel like I shouldn't coach anybody. I mean, like I'm doing more harm than good. And that feeling, it didn't go away. When I finished that supervision call that day, I remember saying to my partner that this feels pointless. Like, why am I even bothering the the distance between me and where I want to be as a coach? I now realize is so much bigger than what I thought. And what I was experiencing here was the dip. The reality of letting go of all that excitement and motivation I felt at the beginning and having to start to build structures and discipline and routines. And it wasn't easy. And I really, really felt frustrated throughout this process. In fact, even through until the end, I often found myself questioning, can I really do this? But it was only when I started integrating these new skills that I had learned into my new coaching relationships with other clients that I began to really be able to practice it and grow my comfort zone, that I began to attach it to skills I already had 
but do it in a different way, do it in a different order, but still base it around things I was already doing that helped me realize how much more impactful the coachings were becoming and how much more I was able to listen and offer and mirror back than I had been previously. I was able to use structure and use reflection and use discipline to ride that second swing. And through that, my motivation came back. This was an amazing example for me of realizing how you can ride the swing to get unstuck. But it does take going through that dip and then setting up structure and reflection to get yourself through it. Ride the swing to get unstuck. As you heard in my example with my coaching certification, during the first and especially the second swing, it's common to jump into judgment or self-criticism. You hoped that whatever you're learning would be easier than it turned out to be. Or like it was in my case, you thought you'd be better at this skill and be able to see the impact and the integration faster. Well, that's not how it turned out. And another critical ingredient as you are moving from swing one to swing two is to remember to be kind to yourself. This transition from the first to second swing, it requires your own support, your love, and your patience. So don't jump to conclusions too fast. Give yourself the time to practice, to experiment, and definitely to fail. Mistakes are your stepping stones towards whatever that success is you want to achieve. So you want to protect this time with what I call a safe space in which you can make those mistakes, learn from them, and definitely not judge them. Now, you remember I talked about three swings at the beginning, right? If you get through the second swing, and a lot of people don't, so if you do, that's already something worth celebrating, then you are on your way towards the third swing. And the third swing is where the learning that you've been doing actually starts to become integrated into your habitual skill set. Your comfort zone expands fully and you and everyone around you can finally get the full benefit of your experience. The third swing is where you start to reap all the fruits of your labor and enjoy a real sense of accomplishment. In this third swing, you start to look at, okay, I got this. How do I maintain this? Ask yourself when you're in the third swing, what are you going to do every three to six months to make sure you keep your new skills sharp and ready? For me, in coaching, for example, it's about regularly testing and upskilling my skill set, my toolbox. I use books and podcasts and do coachings with other people to keep myself sharp. And what I notice along the way is that my own methods keep evolving. They keep maturing. They keep developing. And I look at feedback from clients and feedback from colleagues to try to keep that progress nonstop, to make sure that I'm not plateauing, to make sure especially 
that I'm not losing what I gained. This is something that I noticed, for example, with my bartending and love for cocktails. I actually haven't done so well. I learned 75 different cocktails in this cocktail course that I took last year. In the beginning, I was super motivated and made cocktails for everybody. And then over time, I found myself making fewer and fewer cocktails, forgetting more and more recipes. And now I probably remember by heart two or three. And for the most part, just feel frustration and shame that I have forgotten so much. And I know it can come back and I know I can get it. But this was a place where I didn't employ the structure, the discipline, and definitely not get myself into the third swing where I then think about how to maintain that skill set. So I need to go back and go back to that first swing, hopefully find the motivation again, and through that, enter into a new second swing where I employ a real structure to keep my skills evolving and fresh and with me. (laughs) So this is a good reminder as I do this podcast of actually using that. If you do, though, get to the third swing, this is also where celebration is so important because it does trigger the brain's positive reinforcement mechanism by releasing all those feel-good hormones that make you want to succeed even more. So be grateful if you get to the third swing that you've accomplished this and gotten this far because most people give up way sooner. So let people know about the progress you're making. Post it on social media or on LinkedIn or tell your friends about what you've been achieving with this new goal or project or habit that you're working on. Because when you do that, when you celebrate and when you share it with others, it reinforces your own commitment to keep growing and learning around this task. Ride the swing to get unstuck. Learning to deal with energy swings is such an important part of building a healthy, fulfilling life. And when you understand the concept of fluctuating motivation and realize that you cannot depend on motivation because it will disappear and let you down, understanding that is the difference between getting stuck and staying stuck or unstucking yourself and getting back on track. So the next time you feel unmotivated or stuck in a cycle of unproductive behavior over something that you used to be excited about and aren't anymore, before you give up, try taking a step back and reflect on what's actually happening behind the scenes. Where are you in the journey of the two swings? And what energy and shifts And new practices do you need to keep going? Once you have that information, you can make the changes you need to pick yourself up and get you straight to your goals. You've been listening to the You Are What You Think podcast, a podcast dedicated to you living your best life by exploring the naked truths for how to thrive not just survive. If you enjoyed this podcast, check out some of my other episodes and please subscribe to find out about new ones. You can also find me on Instagram as well as my website, danielludovic.com. Subscribe on those platforms for daily content, inspiration, and the latest schedule for my live workshops and classes. Wishing you a wonderful day and see you soon.